The term passionate is a word thrown around and overused. Mountain life has become a hashtag for wannabe influencers. These words can overshadow and diminish the incredible people who actually live, work and play in the mountains. They have remarkable stories to tell and I'm on a mission to find them. I'm Ashley Pettit and this is the Beyond the Mountains podcast. My guest today is Sylvan Richu, a high mountain guide from the Morian Valley and the French Alps. His desire to spend more time actually skiing and to be outside in the mountains led him to hang up the ski instructor's uniform and pursue a career and a love affair as a mountain guide. I think the mountains are like his mistress. He has pursued her all over the world, from the French Alps to the Italian Dolomites, Alaska, Peru, Sweden and Norway. I didn't really know Sylvan that well. I followed him on Instagram and we met a few times at a local mountain bike event. So it was a real pleasure to sit down and chat with Sylvan and get to know him more. Hello friends, I'm your host Ashley Pettit and welcome to another episode of the Beyond the Mountains podcast where I talk to people who live, work and play in the mountain. Let's get on with the show, let's start the intro music, Allons-y. Hello, so my name is Sylvain Rochu. I'm a mountain guide, biker, telemarker and splitboarder in Morian Valley. So welcome to my mountain life. All right, so we're live. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready when you want. All right, Sylvain, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you too. Thank you to be here. I want to start off um, because you're a mountain guide and I want, today I want to really dive behind the Instagram photos because you get to the summit and there's all these great photographs, but I know as a mountain guide, there's a lot more work that goes behind uh, being a mountain guide. So I want to do this today, but to start off, I want you to take me through growing up and life before you became a mountain guide here in the mountains. Yeah. So I, uh, I was born in, uh, in Chambéry, so it's uh, the capital of the Savoie, French department in the French Alps. And I begin to ski at uh, two years old, so really young. I have a small ski and I try to just uh, ski around my place and ski around my house. And uh, I never stop. So yeah, I, I was a ski teacher after. So were your parents were your parents into sport and skiing growing up, or was it something that you did as a, on your own? Uh, of, with my parents first, but after my parents are not really big, big skiers, so I learned by by myself and uh, with a ski club in yeah. La Norma. In La Norma, and just, yeah. you, you just uh, progressed your mountain life with all your friends. Yeah, exactly, with my friends, and uh, I spent uh, 10 years in the in this ski, ski club. In La Norma was your ski club? Yeah. And yes. uh, that's where you were a ski instructor as well? Yes, exactly, exactly. But I was uh, not really passionate by uh, red and uh, blue doors. So when uh, you have some powder, I just leave the club and uh, and go free ride with uh, with my friend. It's a different um, different sensation, different responsibility. When you're a ski instructor, you ski every day, but you don't ski for pleasure, and you're really just following clients, or your clients are following you. It's a lot of like, follow me, follow me. Yes. But when your mountain guide yeah. is different, tell me it's, about the difference. Well, it's completely different uh, job when you are, like you say, when you when you are ski teacher, you just uh, you just are your with your ski on the slope on an easy slope, and you you have to to share and to to learn with your with your guest. And uh, the you are not you don't really ski with a with a beginning um, lesson and with a with a beginner. For the skier beginner or snowboarder beginner or telemarker beginner, you just give advice and you you not really ski with a uh, with your with your guest. Yeah. In one hour, you just do yes five five slope and uh, just slowly and uh, explain more than your ski. In guide, it's completely different because you have a group during uh, all the day or maybe all the week, for example, and you have a be beautiful progression and you have a. Uh, you have different days, so you can uh, you can adjust the the day with the level of your guest, and you have to the 
the improvement it's uh, it's more fluid and uh, you have a different uh, feeling with your guests yeah. in a mountain guide when you're a mountain guide your guests are at a certain level of skiing already so yeah you know that they're at this level and you know where you can take them and what they want to do. It's uh, It seems to be a, a different sort of, a better different, no, not a better job, but just a different job. Yeah, it's completely different. But sometimes when you have really bad uh, bad snow condition on the off-piste, you can do also, uh, I was ski teacher, so I can give some advice on the slope with, uh, with the guests for just uh, warm up at the start of the day. Okay, we do one, two slope. And try to do that. Try to do that to to improve them yeah. and to try to 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 improve the the feeling of the guest on the on the ski to be better on the half piece and to 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 be just less tired and to to have just a good uh, and free movement yeah. in the half piece. So how did you progress? So you're, you you did your ski ski instructor lessons and ski instructor uh, diploma. You went did your exams. How did you become a mountain guide? What's the process to become a mountain guide for me? I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> so the process it's to to climb. And I start to climb um, a little bit late, around uh, 14, 15 years old uh, in the high school with my friend. And after we go in the mountain and it was really fluid uh, access to mountain yeah. because it's a good dynamic with uh, with my friend and more and well, more. We're surrounded by mountains here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we we start the mountain like this, and after we go in the Ekram place, Ekram Massif, Chamonix place, of course, because uh, everybody go there, and you have beautiful uh, beautiful mountain and beautiful line in uh, in this place. So more and more, you improve your your technique and you improve your physique, and you you climb you climb beautiful routes, and after you move in an expedition in different countries. So this is climbing. Uh, Summer, summer rock climbing, or is it winter ice climbing, or is it both? Yeah, we can do the both. Though during the the summer, for you, we don't really have a um, have a static job, so we we can move a lot. So work uh, almost when we want and move when we want with uh, with a friend. So that's uh, that's really good to be free about uh, about this. We have not really money, but we don't don't need yeah. money when you are when you are young. So you just uh, yes move and uh, let's go. So when you're and young, every see. every day or every every spare moment, every weekend, you and your friends are are out climbing. Yes, almost, almost, yeah. Yeah, and when does that thought of okay, I want to become, oh, I want to take this more seriously. When did you start taking lessons or you know put into place the plan to become a mountain guide? Yes. So um, I I yes would like to. Um, to finish my ski teacher first time and uh, I finish it around uh, 23 years old and after I start uh, directly by the guide just yeah. to try and to to look how, how what happened what at they the, do. F- uh, the first exam and uh, what uh, what they ask and uh, it was uh, for me it was really lucky because the, the first exam it's a ski exam okay so, so yeah, <laughs> everyone's told me that you're yes. a pretty good skier <laughs> It was good. I killed all the Chamonix people at the exam, so I'm really happy about that. Yeah. And uh, after, uh, it was really fluid, and uh, it's uh, it, it was the winter donk exam with a ski. And after, it's more summer during the June months. You have ice climbing, you have rock climbing with a with a climbing shoes, with a big shoes, also mountain shoes. And you have when you're in the, in the summer and ice climbing, that's obviously on a glacier. Yeah, yeah. on the Mer de Glace, but now. Uh, which they have to move uh, another place because uh, there is a less and less ice. Yeah, on uh, this place, smell. Well, I a think lot. it's a problem around the around the Alps. Is the glaciers are getting smaller and yeah, smaller? Exactly, but the exam it's around uh, Chamonix because the school it's uh, at Chamonix. That's the headquarters yeah, for the mountain exactly. guides in Chamonix. Yeah. Speaking of Chamonix, um, I'm a big. I love the Morian, and I know you love the Morian. But what's the difference between Chamonix and Morian? Like, I think. I want more people to, to understand and to know that the Morian, you can still go extreme. You can still get big mountains and yeah. you know, go wild. So tell me the difference. It's about the the prestige and uh, yes, when uh, when you are um, when you are English, when you are Swedish, when you are Norwegian people or American people, 
it's uh it's very good to say and uh to to spend your um, your holidays in Chamonix because Chamonix there is there is a name uh, almost uh, everybody know where is uh, Chamonix in France yeah. like he, like with Paris like uh, Tour Eiffel and Morien it's uh it's less famous but uh it's a different place different uh, atmosphere too so you have different people and uh and it's not uh not the the same life too. Yeah. So Chamonix is is one of those places where you just want to tick the box and say, yeah, I've been to Chamonix. Yeah. But if you really want to take uh, uh, an authentic and real mountain experience, you can come to the Morien. Yes, also. But yeah. you can do the both also. Yeah. There is also good bar and good beer in Chamonix. Yeah. But you have to, to go on this place and to be on this place at the good moments or at the spring or autumn when you have less people, less tourist people. So yeah. You have the the quiet, find the quiet and the silence in the mountain. Yeah, you try to to go there at the good moment. What are people when you bring clients here to the Morian? Because you yeah. have clients that come from Sweden and yeah. uh, America and England. Yeah, a lot. When they come to the Morian, what do they what do they say? What do they think about the Morian? Yeah, they have to know it's a, it will be a, um, a ski week. It, if you want to have a big party and. Uh, and uh, yes, if you want to go in the discotheque after the the ski trip, it's not really a good place to yeah. to be. But if you want to uh, ski the powder all the day and without track and with a good guide too, uh, you have to to join us and to to do the Morian experience. Yeah, I agree. When you living here now, um, this resort in this area, it's for skiing. You come here and you you do your sport. Yes. Yeah. And it's what we what we love and what we want to share too to to go on the small restaurant and to try to ski a, a maximum during all the day and to just to to share this experience with a with a guest. Yeah, it's a real authentic experience here, a yeah. real mountain experience. Exactly. Yeah. I've seen uh, and speaking of Instagram, but I've seen some of the photographs that you've posted this winter. You've done some bivouac and camping yeah. in the in the mountains in the snow. Can you tell me about so, this? <laughs> of course, I can tell you. So we do. We did a movie with a um, with a line team. So it's a young freestyler guy, and we move with them on the on La Norma place. So in the in the small valley close to the resort, and we spend four days here yeah. to to do the experience of uh, the bivouac and uh, expedition in. Uh, in the winter on the closed resort. So it was yeah. really, really cool. So we make a fire and we sleep in the tent, make food on the fire. Yeah. And uh, it was, uh, yes, it was amazing. But, uh, yeah. amazing I saw the photographs. It's like, I wish I could ski off piste and knew how to go ski touring. I wanted to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully next winter. So you, you, you spent the night in the tents, you, yeah. you eat and you drink and you, uh, you, you wake up early and then you just go ski touring. Yeah. Yeah. We were we wake up early when uh, when you are when you we you begin to have your eyes open you just wake up and to try to make coffee and just uh, to say simply life yeah. and most and most people want to do that I think so they are a little bit I think uh, tired about uh, about the the lift and about the, all the people all the bar and. Uh, all this uh, this big ski resort. So we want to to find uh, another kind of trip, and uh, I think it's a good solution to to be all around the, the fire and to spend a good moment and slam simply moment. Do you connect differently with the clients in this sort of environment? Is it a different environment? Do you yeah have the ambiance is different? Yes, completely. Yeah, yeah, completely. To be alone in the mountain when you have a less fifteen degrees around the, the fire it's a it's a good moment it's it's nice to to live and to to share that with a with a guest yeah bit of a bit of junipy yeah a bit <laughs> <laughs> not more one liter per person um being a mountain guide what's the role of a mountain guide because you've got several roles you've got several responsibilities yeah what's the role of a mountain guide so um, you have to take care all the time to you and to your guest also. Who comes first? So you're the guest. Yeah. And after you. Yeah. That's the principal things. And to, to be all the time uh, um, 
have a good feeling with your guest and uh, to to share a lot about uh, about your guest, about how they feel during the day and where where you go. Also, if it's too hard for them, they have to to tell you, okay, I want to be back because it's too hard, it's too too steep or all the all the these c- things. Communication is obviously a big part. Yes, of, of course, of the role and to have a briefing at the start of of the day or of the trip. And at the end of the day also, if they want to do a couloir or more steep slope or more technique, so you have to adjust all the time the the day about uh, what the guests want to yeah. do. So I, I get the, when I was trying to research and find out what the role of a guest, you know, I break it down into you're trying to keep the client safe and yeah. be in a safe environment and security of the client. Sometimes clients hire a guide to uh, so they can progress themselves. They can progress in off-piece. So you become a teacher and you're also about maximizing a client's uh, time in the mountain. Is that a, is that a good summary? Can you t- t- talk to me about that? Yes, you you can. Do that. So it's, uh, it's a lot of things. So if you have a good feeling with your guest, you can... Uh, you can share with them a lot of lot of things. It's really nice also to improve uh, the the skill level of your guests. It's nice to to improve uh, everything. If you have to to climb with crampons and with ice axe, so if you have a difficult part or with if you need a rope, so you have to 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 adjust and to. To be to be free in the mountain with your guests, so everything it's possible, and uh, and it's really nice to to do a good surprise uh, of your guest yeah. if they want to do uh, <laughs> an exotic things in mountain, uh, you can do that, and uh, you have to 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 be uh, to be to listen to listen your guest and to adjust all the time what, you listen what they to want your guests, to do. But you're also watching your guests, aren't you? You're yeah. assessing the level yeah. of your client. And if they want to to do uh, uh, things too hard for them, you have to say, okay, you can do that, but not this year. You you have to training first, and after you can do that. Is uh, that next a difficult year. conversation? Not really. If you are clear, it's like everything. If you are clear and if you explain uh, the real things to the, to the guest... Uh, yeah. It's free. It's our job, so you have to you have to be clear and not say yes, 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 yes yeah. all the time. We are not a yes machine. You are. Well, it's you a big. To, it's a big. You can lose. You can yeah. you you can lose your life in the mountain. So you need exactly. To be so it's uh, it's really important to 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 explain to the guests that, and uh, they have to they have to know we are not on the on the safe place. We are not on the beach. We are in the mountain. So you yeah. can have a. You can have a big storm. You can have an avalanche on this place. You can have, a, if you fall at at some moment, you can uh, you can die. Yeah. So you have to to think about that, and you have to be concentrated of uh, of this uh, this risk. Yeah, I agree. When you're in the in the Morian, where do you where do you like to take your clients? What's the what's the best places here that you take clients? There is um there are a lot of different places so around the uh, Aiguille d'Arve it's very very beautiful place yeah and you have a steep uh, steep line to ski on the Tête de Chat so it's one of the three peaks of uh, this Aiguille d'Arve yeah so not all the guests can go there but uh, sometime we we go so there what with level them. of skier or mountain oh, it's a steep part it's yeah. around uh, yes 40 45 degrees with a high climbing at the start. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you so you have uh, you have you need to have a um, a high level to do that. But uh, most of the time we ski around uh, La Norma, we ski around Valsoni to uh, be a beautiful run uh, just above the the Montsny Lake. Yeah. That's very beautiful. That's a small Norway in fr- in uh, in French Alps. Yeah. In Maurienne, that's very beautiful. And in Bonneval too, you have a yes, a very local place. Yeah, tell me more about Bonneval. <laughs> I will show you. You tell me about that. So um, yes, it's a typical uh, high valley village. So all the houses are in uh, in rock. You have beautiful, uh, beautiful chalet. You have beautiful restaurant, and uh, the resort is nice too. There is no more lift, just uh, what we need. 
Yeah. The leaves go slowly so we can enjoy the place. There's a few glaciers up there. You can ski yeah. off the glaciers. You can ski on it and you can touring on it. So yeah. on the Albaron mountain. So it's just the mountain close to the resort. And you can do, uh, yes, very beautiful run, like 100, 1,500 uh, 1, meters of run. Wow, okay. Yeah. Fresh powder. Fresh powder all the time. Yeah. And really, yes, mountain, uh, it's a mountain ski. So you ski between the cliff, you ski between the the um, the ice fall, and uh, yes, it's very beautiful atmosphere without people. So that's that's crazy. Yeah. What about uh, some of the other resorts here in in Haute-Maurienne? Where where else do you take clients here? Yeah, there is also Valfréjus and uh, Oswa too. Yeah. Yeah. I Val- like Valfréjus. Valfréjus, it's nice too. Yeah. Yeah. I like I it like- in the summer. I agree with you. Yes, yeah. for biking and for for skiing too. Yeah, it's a small resort with a, it's like Bonval too. So there is no more, there is no two more lift, and you can leave the resort and be in the beautiful valley without a mechanic, without uh, without lift, yeah. without people, only snow powder and uh, and uh, and you are you. You can you can't be unhappy with after no. there like this. Yeah, it's a paradise up here. Where you've told me before, but you've you've you grew up here, but also you went on some adventures. You went to Alaska. You've been to South America, and you've skied in uh, up in Sweden. So tell me some of the places you've skied and, and where you've been on uh, ice climbing and mountain climbing. Okay, so it will be maybe a little bit long, but I try oh, to be okay. short. <laughs> um, my first experience in mountain, it was with two friends of me. So it was in Alaska in uh, 2010. So we spent uh, three weeks on the Kailtna Glacier. So it's the start for the for the Denali Normal Woods. Yeah, Denali is one of those big... It's a high yeah. yes, summit in, yeah. in this place. And we did the second one, so the four acre during three days. So we can do do it and climbing during seven days, ten days, but we we want to ski before and after at the end of the trip climb this for acre to have yeah. a good acclimatation uh, before to to climb this summit. So we did uh, yes, lot of beautiful uh, line and beautiful couloir around the base camp. What's a, I know? Tell me what it, what's a couloir? A couloir. It's a it's a line between two cliffs. Yeah, and. Uh, and you have different uh, different steep of the of the place, so you can have a very steep couloir around 50, 55 degrees, and after you can have a more easy couloir. So of, the couloir for, what could be five meters or ten meters wide, and at each side there's a there's yes, a there's, there's like wall. The, yes, almost like this. So sometimes you uh, you you can't uh, you can't turn because it's too narrow, so it's two meters or yeah. one meter and a half. So we can turn, so you just slide and after turn, and sometimes you have also rock, so you have to 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 adjust your ski yeah. and to to do your best between the rocks. So if no, you're a skier, a, you want to ski in the cool ones, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, I like it, and uh, it's it's, it's not, what you see on the movies. E- yes, it's not easy to explain uh, the feeling uh, when you ski a couloir. It's uh, it's really amazing. And when you are on the top of the mountain at the end of the glacier and you see uh, all the massif in uh, in Alaska and you are alone on, on the top, that's uh, that's crazy. Yeah, It's like in Peru when you do your first uh, 6,000 6, meters with a sun, uh, sunrise on, on the top and beautiful ice cloud around the, around the place. You are just uh, yes, the king of the world yeah. with your two other friends. Uh, no track, uh, not animal, nothing. Just use a cloud and the sun. Yeah, that's right. cool. It's yeah, it's, it sounds amazing. That's cool. What about uh, in up in Sweden? What's what's it like up there to ski? Uh, in Sweden and in Norway, it's uh, it's completely different. But it's uh, I think for me it's the most beautiful place where you can ski in the world because you have you have fjord, you have a beautiful line. You have uh, depend where you go, but you you can see nothing, nobody. It's a lot more and, touring uh, up there, isn't it? It's only touring, yes, yeah. up there on the north of uh, of these two country, but more in uh, in Norway, in the, um, in Lingen, Salps, in uh, in Lofoten also, and in uh, in Finnmark. So you need to be go. in good condition. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you start at the sea level, so that's 
That's crazy. Yeah, you can traverse the the fjord with your with your kayak, and you yeah, you just put your yeah, yeah catch a boat or be on your kayak, yeah. and then uh, you are completely autonomous. And uh, yeah. yes, you traverse the fjord, you park the fjord uh, around the tree with a rope, so you fix it, and you go touring uh, where you want to find the good snow. And yeah. with a guest, we can do that also. So yeah. that's good. I. If you're going to, I want to, I want to sort of talk about something else, but if you're in Sweden in the fjords and that you're a little bit remote, tell me about uh, safety and equipment because you're very big on learning your airbags yeah. and your divvies and your shovels. That's obviously an important part of the role. Yeah. Uh, most of the time we, are, we have a radio, we have a satellite phone and a normal phone. So we know the uh, the guy who live uh, around this place, so yeah. we can call them directly. So there is signal almost everywhere. Yeah, but what I mean is, some people have the equipment, yeah. but they don't know how to use it. So ah, uh, yes. you do a lot of classes, and you're really big all on the time, this yeah. security and safety. Yeah, all the time. The first day, we we try to to explain one time, two time, for third time. Yeah, how we use it, and how with uh, the DVA we find somebody in uh, in the place. But we try now also to um, to do more and more, uh, give a lot of information on uh, how we progress in mountain. And we don't want to use all the equip equipment we carry. Yeah. So we we have to to open your eyes and to look where it's nice to go and where it's bad and to just, uh, yes, organize your, your day like this. Yeah, so you... It's important to have Inform. your have your equipment to, to know how to use the yeah. equipment, but also then also to read the signs yeah. and know what the snow conditions are yeah. before you go out. Yes, yeah, it's better yes to to read uh, the mountain, and after yes, it's uh, it's uh, if it's a bad um, bad experience, you you have to at the at the end of the of this moment have to use your your security uh yeah material it's better not to use it and just read exactly. the conditions <laughs> we buy it and we don't want to use them yeah i agree to use it um has your relationship with the mountains changed over the years so when you're younger you're 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 playing and you're just being free and yeah. now that you're a mountain guide and living in the mountain has has the relationship with the mountains changed yes of course Of course, when you are 20 years old, you you know nothing about the mountain, and you just go in the mountain and you you fight with her, and it's uh, all the time the the war in mountain, so <laughs> you don't check really uh, the condition or. Well, when you're younger, you you're taking more risks, aren't you? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yes, because you have less. Uh, what the name of that? Um, you know uh, less things uh, about the about the mountains so or the knowledge you're, you're is shorter. testing yourself as well aren't you yes exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. and now that you're older yes you're taking less <laughs> so risks 10 years uh, 10 years more so so i think and i look uh, the mountain with uh, with another eyes and uh, yes i'm um, more conscious uh, about um, where i go and uh, with who i go in mountain with yeah. not uh, all the people and uh, Yes, it's more simply and it's more maybe true also. Less kamikaze uh, mountaineering and try to, to climb uh, properly the mountain. What was the last piece of equipment you've bought? Um, I don't bought my, my ski because uh, I'm yeah. lucky. It's okay to uh, give me the, all the equipment. But uh, yes, I bought my uh, last uh, split board. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just talking of equipment, how much equipment do you own? Tell me, because you're a mountain guide. Yeah. How many sets of skis do you own? I have almost, uh, yes, four, four pack of ski and uh, one split board, two snowboard. How often do you change your skis over? Telemac. Every two years, every year? Uh, so I try to change uh, some Some of ski, uh, I want to, to keep them because it's a sentimental one. Yeah. My Favorite first river, skis, yes. Yeah. And uh, yes, like the, um, the, the, the big swallow, I, I want to, to keep it uh, all the time because there is a story uh, inside the snowboard or inside the ski. So that's good. All right. Um, how many, what about ropes and climbing equipment? 
rope. It's like uh, all yeah, the you, materials. Yeah. So I have a different kind of rope for different kind of trip. And you have ice so axe? Ice axe, it's also the same. Yeah. Yes, maybe, yes, six, eight ice axe. How many backpacks? Ten rope. Maybe, maybe all, all the backpack, it's always the same. I have only one girlfriend, but a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> lot of things around. And you, uh, you have bikes, but you have a motorbike. Yeah. So I have one, uh, yes, basic bike, uh, an enduro one, yeah. to run uh, and to bike around the place. That's your summer sport? Yeah, that's cool too. Yeah. What yes. about parapont? Uh, you have also, also a small glide to do, uh, yes, run and fly. So that's good. What else? What, what, are other, what other mountain sports do you do? Uh, the problem, I have only two legs and yeah. only 20 hours in one day. <laughs> so we can do a lot of things. But uh, yes, we try to, um, to play and to enjoy the mountain uh, with uh, different toys. So that's good yeah. in motorbike too. So I want to, to do a good mix. So if you... If you ride your motorbike to Dolomite and climb in Dolomite, it's a good deal to do that. So That's a nice road trip. I have to improve uh, this kind of uh, trip. Yeah. Well, you, next time you can uh, get an e-bike and do an yeah. e-bike trip now. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. yeah. I have to buy one. It's expensive. Yeah. What do you always carry in your backpack? Uh, what I always carry in my backpack, um, uh, sneakers, because I like sneakers. Uh, it's sneakers in mountain. Yeah. <laughs> It's not uh, really vegan, but uh, I like it. Give me lots of power and water and uh, security also things yeah. to fix uh, something if you broke. If you broke yourself or if you broke your ski or your ice axe or your crown. So you have a little repair kit so for yes. different, different equipment? Exactly. Do you have an Oppenel knife? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, of all, course. The, all the time. How many Oppenels do you own? <laughs> I have to, to watch in my kitchen just yeah. behind me, but maybe 10 or 15 uh, in, the, in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. I, um, for the people listening, Oppenel is a, is a famous knife made from here in the Morian, and uh, everyone owns an Oppenel knife. I have five, yeah. and I buy all my Oppenels from Eagle at the Refuge Pity Monsigny. Okay, yeah. So always uh, yeah. handmade. And handcrafted uh, from Eagle. So if you come here, go visit Eagle. Yeah, sentimental uh, knife. Well, for me, it's a souvenir. It's a reminder of every year that I've been here yeah. in, in the Morian. Oh, that's good. It's nice to have a story about what you have. You yeah. don't buy uh, anything uh, all the time. What about the future? What's the future hold for you? What's your next big uh, expedition or your goal? Or where do you want to travel in the future? Um, about expedition, I don't know really, but I would like to maybe to go uh, ski hiker in the big mountain in uh, in Nepal, in Himalaya. I think so. I would like to do that. Yeah. For the next uh, next time, maybe in two three years, we don't know. But uh, yes, it could be nice. It's a uh, the Heidi grew up in my mind, so we have to to write uh, to write it on the paper to find yeah. the good friends, find the good moment. But yeah, in Himalaya, it could be nice. Or in uh, in Canada too, maybe uh, not a big mountain trip, but uh, um, a simply trip. You know, there is a, a beautiful mountain, uh, Fleur de Lotus in Canada. So you have a river, so that the trip is to to ride the river during three weeks. Yeah. So to stop close to the so river on the beach. Huh? Oh, it's on the raft yeah. or kayak. And after you, you can park your, your kayak and climb the beautiful mountain. So wow. it will be nice to, to do that, to do this trip. And after, yes, maybe rent a bike and uh, ride uh, the Canada and uh, find some friend. I have some friends there, so it could be nice to yeah. meet some friend in Canada. I want to know, um, you've been to different places around the world and visited different people in the mountains. What's, what unites them? What's the same about the, the people you meet in the mountains? It's the same spirit or the mentality of the people. Yeah, first I think it's like uh, everywhere the people at the start are, are close people, close feeling, and they are a little bit uh, scared about uh, the tourists, and uh, they don't know uh, they don't know people, so they are a little bit afraid about that. But uh, but after when you got to get past that first. Yeah, yes, and I then think. they welcome and you. you have, in. Uh, yes, it's for it for that it's really important to don't. Uh, be uh, 
con don't consume the the mountain and don't want to to be too fast. So you have to to stay at the place and to meet people and to to build a, a good feeling with this guy. And after it's a, it's only pleasure. So yeah. when you have a good confidence, you have a good uh, advice about the mountain and uh, good things about. Once you get that. to know the local people, they they open up to you and then they they show you some of their speak their special yeah, places yes. and local knowledge. Yeah. Exactly. In, uh, for example, in Peru, it's, it was, uh, it was a very magic moment because we spent uh, two months there. So in the city, uh, after we know almost, uh, not everybody, but we know a lot of, lot of people in this place. Yeah. Except, the the big guy at the start of the, the club party. So we check it and we can, uh, <laughs> we can have a free beer in the, inside the club. So it was really good. But in mountain, in the, in the small village, it's, uh, it's the same. So we meet a local guy. So you can, uh, they show you the local, the best places to eat and the best places to ski, don't they? Sorry. The locals that when you meet the locals, they yeah. show you the best places to eat. The best places to ski. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. So you have the best restaurant, not the best, but uh, the it's, local one. Yeah, it's and, more uh, local. Yes. It's more more real. Exactly. Yes, yeah. like uh, the small bar. So you know the guy in the bar. So you can have a very good feeling with uh, with him, and uh, yes, good good speak and yeah. uh, good story also about that. When I travel, those are the moments I remember. It's the meeting the locals and feeling like a local, and yeah. I remember those more. Yes. I think yes. If uh, it's like uh, it's like everybody in travel when you are in the place and you you stay uh, one two three weeks in the place, it's nice to meet uh, local people and to to be a part of uh, of the life of mountain people. Yeah, of, that's that's uh, that's good for you also to to have a good feeling and to to share the the mountain like this and to to be true with a uh, with a guy. Yeah. It's really important. I think that's a good uh, good part place to stop and talk about local knowledge and being a local, local of the Morian. Yeah. So I want to ask <laughs> ask you about uh, some local knowledge of the Morian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in Morian you have strong guys but they are they are smooth inside. Yeah. So you have to take time to to find the smooth uh, the smooth part. Yeah. What's your um, What's your favorite uh, bread to buy when you go to the bakery? Um, I think my favorite ass. Yeah, I love the pain au raisin. The so what? the bread with uh, um, uh, you make the wine with uh, with this fruit. Oh, uh, with Grap. grapes. grapes. Yes. Bread with grapes, yeah, with a cream inside, so it's a round one. Okay, it's a, yes, it's a good one too with coffee. It's really, really good. So that's a breakfast one and, and the breakfast one, yeah. yeah. And pain au chocolat, it's a, it's a fa favorite one too. Do you have a local bakery here? Uh, yes, in the village. Yes, Just one. We, we have one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, in Modena, I have my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah. What about your favorite cheese? Hmm. There is a, yes, a Beaufort, I think it's, uh, it's the best one. Yeah. And the Blood Bonneval too. Huh? Yeah. Yes. I don't like the it's, Blood. <laughs> Blood Bonneval, it's really nice. It's strong. With, well, but with gnocchi, uh, it's very, very yeah. good. What about your favorite ref refuge? Um, favorite one, Damparaché. Yeah. Yes, I think so. I'm pretty sure it's, <laughs> it's the best one. The Horner, it's really cool. And you have the pool dance bar you have the big speaker inside the refuge so it's it's the name it's refuge but it's not really a refuge no you have to know that yes <laughs> <laughs> if when you go there you don't know what happened in this place okay yeah all the time it's a big surprise so that's good uh do you prefer winter or summer winter of course yeah i love snow yes yes and my buy this uh, also a new toy, a new uh, powder surf. Yeah. So it's a snowboard with a, with just a strap, no strap, only pad. Ah, yeah, it's a, so it's a new. Type you of have completely yeah. your your feet and. So it's like a like a surfboard. Yeah. No no uh, no bindings, no boots. No the boots. Yeah. But, but Sorry, no, no bindings. Yes, no bindings. Yes. And what's the what's the sensation like? It's you are you are you are. You fly, uh, you fly above the the snow, so it's completely crazy. Yeah, 
it's different from a snowboard? But yes, yes, it's harder than snowboard. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good uh, good game. But your summer sport, you like you told me you like to surf now too. I have to surf too, yes. Yeah. Where do I you surf? Also. Where do you surf down do you go down the south? Yes, uh, I move uh, to to see some friend on the west coast of France. Ah, so Biarritz, in County's place way. and uh, yes. You have Biarritz. Biarritz is uh, the Chamonix place for the summer. Oh, yeah. And we move to a little bit to the north with a quiet place. And you have beautiful wave. And uh, yes, good people too. It's the same uh, atmosphere than in, uh, than in Maurienne. Small shop, uh, local people, and uh, everybody knows everybody. So it's a good feeling to yeah, go there. That sounds nice. Simple. Tea or coffee? Uh, coffee, it's bad for my body. But I like it. <laughs> and, and tea, maybe when I will be, uh, yes, 50 years old, yeah. I will drink only tea. <laughs> Ski or snowboard or telemark? I have only two legs. So um, for this time now, I uh, I do, uh, yes, snowboard, of course. You choose snowboard? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. If you weren't a mountain guide, what do you think you'd be doing? I love the I love the wood. I love uh, to build. Uh, I build my house all in wood. So I think it will be uh, it will be my next job, or yeah. maybe a complementary job. So some guide uh, guiding during the part of the years and uh, build a wood. Uh, wood Everyone's house. a builder here. Huh? yes, yes. Everyone yeah. builds their own houses. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I, 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 I can't good. do anything. I can't even use a hammer or a drill. Um, what's a good day for you? A good day, it's uh, when you you finish the day and you have the smile on your face at the end of the day. What so what puts the smile there? Everything, just uh, do nothing. I try to do nothing and to be happy at the end of the day. It's <laughs> not easy, but I try to do that now. You don't but, strike uh, me as someone who can just rest all day. You have to be doing something. But uh, now when you have a good feeling uh, all during your day, everything, it's, uh, it's good when you spend... Uh, a good time with your friend uh, it's uh, it's good when you climb with your friend when you do a beautiful uh, fly also with your friend or beautiful run in the bike and it's really important to to enjoy the the simply things yeah. and to don't do more than you can do what's the best advice someone has given you um <laughs> The best advice about uh, um, it's about uh, um, it's about a guide I think in uh, in Antarctica. So we have a good discussion with uh, with him about uh, about the the guide job. Yeah. And, what did he uh, tell you? To to go slower and to to think more yeah. and don't go too fast. Pretty and, good uh, advice. Yes, listen each other and uh, and um, yes and and take care about uh, all the the people in the in your job about yeah. your guest and about uh, the other guide and about uh, all this uh, this team. Yeah, good advice. Uh, what's the most French thing about you? Most French things? French things. Putain de merde. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> it's, <laughs> one of the, it's the first thing I learned to say was putain de merde. Okay. You have to, uh, anyone listening. Maybe my French accent also. When you I have to look that up. <laughs> what's your favorite restaurant or favorite bar? Chez Mumu. Chez Mumu? Hi. Yeah. Chez Mumu, <laughs> Chez Mumu in uh, Bonneval. In Bonneval. Yes, in Leco, yeah. of course. No uh, hesitation about that. It, your favorite yeah. place to go skiing here in the Morian or Haute Morian? Um, it's too it's too easy to to say La Norma, so I say uh, I say Bonneval. Bonneval oh. and Valfrejus, it's uh, the the two uh, the two good places yeah. to to ski. Nice, uh, wild, good couloir. I was going no to get people. to La Norma in uh, Valfrejus this winter, but we couldn't do with COVID. Um, what's uh, what music do you listen to at the moment? 
Uh, in the moment, it's more relaxing music to help uh, my injury in my legs. Yeah. So it was more, uh, yes, uh, Nepali music and uh, yoga music in this moment. Try to be quiet and no metal music for <laughs> for my feet. <laughs> what's the what's your, what sort of films do you like to watch? Uh, I like to watch a lot of uh, series in Netflix. Yeah. So different kind of series about uh, about a documentary or about um, like a sense of anarchy. I I love it. Peaky Blinder. Oh yeah. All this uh, this series and the the movie too. It's Good. Yeah. What uh, What's your favorite meal? Um, Boeuf bourguignon, I think. Yeah. Yes. Meat with uh, smashed potatoes and good uh, sausage around. What about your favorite Mushroom. Your favorite Morian food. It's It's too easy also to say okay, raclette and yeah, fondue exactly, and so yeah. this uh, this fucking meal with a uh, with a uh, with a uh, cheese. Uh, it's it's, <laughs> it's a, an overdose, I think, for us, but I like it. It's really nice to, to share good fondue, tomatoes fondue. So, yeah. you, uh, yes, you can, do, uh, you can do this. Okay. Yeah, so that's really, uh, that's really good. And you are all, also, yes, 10 around the table, so... Yeah, it's a good moment to share. That's a good, uh, good moment. Beer, wine or spirits? Ah, uh, wine. Yeah? Yeah. Better White wine. or red? Ah, uh, red one. Where from? Um, we have a guest come from uh, Luberon. So we have a good deal where, with Where it. is this? Where is um, Luberon? Luberon, it's uh, around uh, it's on the south of France. With, uh, it's a beautiful place. With, uh, it's Alpes de Haute-Provence. Provence. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, next to Bux. Bux, it's a beautiful uh, rock climbing uh, cliff. So he lives around this place and uh, we have a good deal with him. Yeah. Yeah, so he don't give us money, he just give us uh, wine and we <laughs> go in mountain with his no, guests. it's a fair exchange. <laughs> All right, uh, one word to describe the mountains. Uh, purity. Yeah? Yeah. Yes, I think so. And uh, yeah, All right. it's beautiful also too. Good word. Yeah. There's three questions I like to ask every guest. Uh, and the first one, how do the mountains make you feel? Um, feel, uh, feel alive and feel free also when, uh, when you are just in mountain to don't reach the top, but to be in mountain and to feel the mountain. There is a, yes, uh, you don't have word when, uh, when you feel it. When you feel it and uh, when you climb uh, the mountain around this place, it's different than uh, than in uh, in expedition, I think. So because the the power of mountain, it's uh, it's different, and uh, it's yes, different experience, and it's uh, it's nice to to live this kind of moment. And to if you if you can also share it with a uh, with your friend, with your boyfriend or girlfriend, it's. Uh, very beautiful uh, moment. I I still go wow when I look at the mountains some days. Yeah. I never tire of the mountains. Yeah, yeah. And I've been here four years and I've, I've not left the valley and I still don't – I've still only scratched the surface. Yeah. Last summer I went to Valfrasius and uh, Refuge Tabor. Yeah, yeah. And I loved it. I want to go back. I want to go over to Col de Clapier and spend yeah. the night in the refuge over there. So I've only scratched the surface. Um, what do the mountains teach you about life? A lot of uh, humility and uh, don't go too fast. <laughs> if you go too fast sometime, uh, you you can be scratched yeah. in the mountain. So you don't have to... To fight with her, you have to climb her and to respect her. A lot of respect and a uh, lot of humility in mountain. Yeah. Yes, you have to to respect that and to don't. You are not uh, not strong stronger than uh, than the mountain. So you have to listen her and to understand her and uh, and to are on the on your place on your yeah. human place. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. don't uh, you don't buy it. Really you you climb it 
that's simply really nice. and with a lot of humility i think it's really important yeah all what you, we we saw on the mont blanc or uh, on the everest mount wow i don't want to to climb the mountain like this <laughs> so we have to to improve and to explain to to our guest uh, how how we see the mountain and uh yes to just have the good feeling uh on this place yeah. on this white place all right nice my last question and uh is tell me a story tell me a story about being in the mountains whether it's with clients or one of your expeditions or one of your holidays yeah tell me a story about being in the mountains well as there is different kind of uh, of stories so one of the the magic one it was uh, it was in Japan and uh, we have a long long day and we at the end of the day we um, we check the the headlight and we touring during the night with a headlight and I think it was the one of the best moment uh, of my skier life to to ski in Japan with a headlight on the front. Wow, what and time to it? ski on the crystal uh, snow, so that was a well, amazing, uh, amazing moment. What, yes. What type of what time in the night was it? Oh, it was not too late. It was around uh, six, seven o'clock. Yeah. In the afternoon, so the the night become uh, very very fast, and uh, we do it was it was crazy. So uh, we want to do one more, one more, one more all the time. Yeah. And the one more, the last one, it was with the headlight on the on the front, on the helmet, and uh, yes, it was completely crazy to ski uh, in the snow diamond uh, place. Crazy. Right. So you don't see your friend; you just see a big slash of uh, of light, of light, and a crystal snow. So it's it's completely crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I could just keep going on and on and just ask you more questions, but I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Where can people find you on social media? Because you're on Instagram and Facebook. Yes, so I have my Instagram. It's my name. So Rochu Sylvain. It's not uh, hard to find me yeah. on Instagram. And uh, for the company, it's uh, Hubguide. Yeah. Yup. Upguides. Yeah. Up so guides. If anyone, anyone wants to come skiing or mountaineering in uh, summer or winter, you can ask for Sylvain to be your guide and uh, check out Upguide. So thanks yeah. for coming on the show, Sylvain. <laughs> Thank you too. Thank you. So that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to hear more stories from beyond the mountains, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find me on Apple iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Please leave a comment and review. It helps with people to find the show. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Beyond the Mountains Podcast. So please like and follow the show. And remember, the mountains are more than just rock and ice but the mountains are made up of the people who live, work and play in them.